Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Apple Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa F, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. How you doing, man? How's everything going? Jeff Parlay is here as well. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay playing hurt this morning. Uh, we we have a bit of a situation. Hold on, before we get to that, uh, we have uh, Jake Hahn coming up to talk NHL with us from the Mayo Network, host of The Point at the Mayo Network. Jake Hahn will join us momentarily. Paul Carr on Champions League, the biggest global sporting event of the weekend. Liverpool and Real Madrid. Can't wait for that. Paul Carr's got his thoughts coming up. Jason Weingarten uh, from under a cloud of smoke on Major League Baseball. Todd Wishnev, his old friend Todd Wishnev. Joining us to talk about his baseball betting escapades in the second hour as well. And then uh, Vinny Mayolio, as always, on a Friday. We may upset Vinny this morning, and not in the traditional way that I upset him, but he may get annoyed at something we do. So that's that's always exciting. Now, Jeff Parlay is here, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's playing hurt. Jeff, would you care to share with everybody? I, I guess. I, I don't want to uh, to, to, uh, to get listeners pulling away because of, of what's going on with me, but... Uh, I know more about I, I, you. I, I, I walk into the studio, tell Gil what's going on, and Gil starts laughing at me. Everyone, <laughs> I'm sorry. so so I don't know why I find it so, so funny. So I got I got a de- I got a deep cleaning, a deep teeth uh, cleaning. Don't ever get the deep so cleaning. it's been a while since I got my teeth cleaned. Period. The dentist suggested I get the deep cleaning. I was like, all right, no problem. I was in the chair for two hours and 22 minutes. <laughs> oh, it was ever. just a miserable. It, it, it was so ridiculous that the dental hygienist who did a tremendous job was praising how well I did. By the end of it, that's how you're like a fighter who had a chin. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So, how long so, it was, so how explain much. to everybody what the what the upshot of this. So, is. my teeth look significantly better than they did before, I'll which be, is good. I'll, but I'll I have one. I'll be the judge of that. One, one, <laughs> one, one little problem where there's one tooth in the back, where it was obviously a big problem back there that is still bleeding right now. So at any point you could just be. I can I can end up on the ground at any point, and Kev might have to produce the show. Yeah. What did your pillow look like last? That was not good. (laughs) It was not good. (laughs) It's just uh, no, but it it just terrible. Like I'm not I'm not in pain. Okay, feel pretty good. It's just. But if you sound if you sound like you got a lot of saliva going this morning, you know why? It's not abnormal though. If you sound like a big pun at the beginning of "I don't want to be a player," we'll understand. It's for a certain crowd out there. All right, Jeff, playing hurt. Good for you today. Good for you. Okay, uh, where do we begin? Uh, we, we begin with, first of all, tennis. So yesterday a wash, the day before a wash, first three days, winning days at the uh, at the French Open at Roland Garros. 
today, and again, if you if you hit me up on Twitter, I responded to everybody. Uh, Jeff was in so much pain that apparently uh, didn't remind me to give him them. So I don't know if they, they were not in the newsletter this morning. But we had two plays, one of which has already started, the other of which is going to start later this hour. The men's match started. It is uh, Bernabe Zapata Miralles. We took him in the plus one uh, plus one fifty eight was the number against the uh, hard serving American John Isner. We have a break point here early in the uh, first set. It's hard to break John Isner, but we're going to try to do that here with Bernarda, uh, Bernabe Zapata Miralles. So at plus 158, by the time the match went down, it was about plus 120-something, so way ahead of the uh, the close on that. However, the match that hasn't started, you can actually get a better price than I gave it out at, which is Diane Perry. Diane Perry, the French woman. Uh, at plus 154 was my number against the American Sloan Stevens. You can get Diane Perry at about plus 170 right now. So uh, even if you missed out on Zapata Miralles, uh, you can get on Perry. Those are the two dog tennis plays of the day. Just happened to be two rather uh, significant dogs in those matches. That's what I landed on today at the French. And by the way, another you know another one bites the dust on the ladies' side for our ego bets. By the way, Carlos... Carlos Alcaraz, don't call me Carlos, call me Carlito or Charlie. Alcaraz takes on Sebastian Corda today, so we're going to have to sweat through that later for one of our future plays, the one on the men's side. The, the field just keeps on, and there's the break for Zapata Mirais to start things off. There's a good start. Um, the field just keeps opening up for our girl, Iga Sviantek, who, uh, who absolutely now, there's only two other players that were seated top 10 that are still alive, and then beyond that, uh, Anissa Mova's still there. She won by walkover today. And then Teichman is about to play uh, Azarenka. I- I'm just searching for names that on their best day could possibly beat Ego on her worst, and I'm and I'm just making conversation at this point. Like, that's how big of a favorite Ega is at this point. By the way, Anissa Mova won by walkover, Jeff. Uh, one of the big, uh, one of our big ideas on uh, primetime action. Kelly Bidlin takes credit for this idea. I want to say it was mine, and that he he just took it from me. But I don't know. Maybe it was. It could have been his. But either way, we we've de- we've decided that these walkovers in tennis have become such an epidemic that the player who is going to get walked over, in other words, the player who is quitting and inducing the walkover, should actually have to lay down on the ground and have the opponent she is she is quitting on, like like in an Iverson Ty Lu kind of way, physically walk over her. Because that would de- de-incentivize that person from quitting, because it would still be even more shameful to be walked over. So we think that is a, a sports idea we would like to have put forth, especially on clay, because then you ruin your outfit as well. You okay with this, Jeff? Jeff, Jeff, just too much blood. He can't really Oh, I'm act. good. I'm too good. I, I, I'm... Okay. I, I have so, nothing to add. <laughs> okay. So uh, so the field is opening up for Iga. We'll see if Teichman, uh, one of our uh, quarter recommendations, can get through today. Tough match against Azarenka. Kikmanovic, one of our other quarter recommendations, got through yesterday. So that's going on in tennis. Just a fabulous tournament. We'll see if we can get home with Zapata Miralles and Perry today. Uh, basketball last night. The Warriors did it. Gentlemen's sweep of the Mavericks. And they do so with a final score with a final margin of 10. They cover in the process. And the Warriors are headed to their sixth NBA Finals in eight years in an attempt to win their fourth title in eight years. Their sixth NBA Finals in eight years. 
I, you know, I said this on primetime action last night. I actually stopped down the show. I'm sure Matt and Kelly love when I do this. And I had like a minute of, of sports talk radio, which is, I just hope we are appreciating what is in front of us. This dynasty is something we may never see again. The greatest shooter of all time who changed the game. And I got into this with uh, Phil Weiss, our boy on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I said last night, I said, Draymond's going to the Hall of Fame, so's Clay. He's like, Clay's going to the Hall of Fame? You need a counselor. Well, basketball reference has Draymond as a 59% chance to get to the Hall of Fame, and Clay is a 51% chance. But I'm telling you right now, they win another title this year, they're all going to the Hall. All of them. All three of those guys. And by the way, I'll just say this. Draymond never looked better for a Hall of Fame candidacy than he did this year when he was out, how the Warriors cratered. And Clay, with his injuries, torn ACL, torn Achilles, Warriors didn't even make the playoffs without him in the years he missed. So absolutely, Warriors get it done 120 to 110, and they did it in style. Clay, 32. It's like Clay heard the uh, debate last night on primetime. Clay had 32. Andrew Wiggins, 18 and 10. Kevon Looney, 10 and 18. How about that? Luka, 28, 9 and 6 in defeat, but he was held to six points in the first half, his lowest opening half of his postseason career on two for 12 shooting before finding his, uh, his stroke in the third quarter. Dinwiddie added 26, but the dubs led by 25 with 541 left in the third. Yet another NBA postseason game where the biggest margin is just astronomical. Mavs did cut it all the way to eight by the end of the quarter, though. A 22-5 run, but at the end of that, it was Katie bar the door, and the Warriors do their thing. And the Warriors will host Game 1 of the NBA Finals on June 2nd. What is that, Thursday next week? we got to poor Jeff in his mouth. Six days from now. So no matter what happens, if Boston can close out Miami tonight, or even if they can't, the NBA Finals starts on June 2nd in San Francisco. Warriors have home court against either the Heat, or the Celtics by virtue of their better regular season record. I think what a lot of people didn't know was that if the Mavericks played the Heat, was it the Mavericks over the Heat or the Mavericks over the Celtics? I think it was the who had the better uh, regular season record. The Mavericks would have had home court advantage over over the, uh, let me just make sure if I know this right, because I, I don't want to make it up. I don't want to make a mistake on that. But the Mavericks would have had home court advantage over the Celtics. 52 wins to 51, but it's not to be. Warriors have home court over either. So I guess we saw the perspective series lines. If the Warriors take on the Celtics, which the Celtics are heavily favored to do, the Warriors are about a minus 120 favorite in that series. If they take on the Miami Heat, it's much closer to a $2 favorite, about a minus 180 favorite. Do those, do those prices sound right to you, Jeff? The Boston price sounds right. I don't think the Miami price is nearly steep enough. Nearly steep enough. Yeah, and then minus two fifty probably on Golden State. Well, since we're talking in hypotheticals there, let's just get to Boston and Miami. The Miami Heat down three games to two are a are a seven to one dog to come back and win game six and seven. Do you want any part of that one? No, thank you. Because they just look cooked, no, right? No, they look cooked. And and as amazing as it is, they've looked with Tyler Tyler Hero out, they've looked awful. Tyler Hero out, but Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler shell of himself, I Kyle mean, just Lowry, a, they shouldn't be on the court. It's a mess, the whole thing. 
it, it, stink, it stinks that it that it went down that way, right? But it's very it's, it's so interesting how the NBA playoffs this year and last year specifically have become such a war of attrition. When did this happen? The NBA playoffs didn't used to be like this, right? It was the Dan Wolken thing too, where he's like, in all these blowouts, it's you know maybe they should reduce the the number of regular season games. What happened? Y'all soft in this generation? Jordan played 82 all the time. Bird played 82. Carl Malone had 10 seasons where he played 82. Stockton had 16 seasons where he played 82, and they made the postseason every year. There were no injuries like this. Everybody getting hurt in the NBA now in this. I'm not saying that it's their fault that they got hurt, but don't, don't tell me that you need to reduce the regular season schedule, and it would prevent blowouts and injuries. Then these guys have load management all regular season long. Anyway, I want no part. You want to lay the points with the Celtics tonight? Want to take the points with the Heat? I don't want anything to do with it. Jeff Parles, everybody. A bloodletting this morning from Parlay. Jake Hahn on Hockey Next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. Won't take you but a few seconds, and then you stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes, and then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Bingo, bango. That's simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at Beating the Book. 
Uh, Adam Stanko tweeted out uh, an all-time great episode of Inside the NBA last night, in spite of half of it being ruined by an idiot Warriors fan. And Mike Alvarez chimes in, was it Gil? <laughs> Mike Alvarez always with, uh, with wonderful. Hey, listen, here's the, you can murder me. Just be funny and I'll read them. Babyface assassin. Talking to you, Jeffrey. He goes, LFG Jeffrey, let's go. Jeffrey. I, I'm, fi- I'm fine. It's just a little bit of blood. We're good. This entire pillow is just red. We're good. The poor, the poor pillow got the brunt of it. Oh. Your fiance, was she amused by this as much as oh, I was? I, I think even more so than you were. <laughs> Bruce Dobiggin. Uh, thanks for the tennis piece, he said, uh, was diverted by the Flames gagging against Edmonton. We're going to talk about that here in a couple seconds here with Jake Hahn. Jason Stark, that walkover idea is hilarious. Many emojis dying laughing. Daytime degenerate. Hey, Gil, are we supposed to uh, fade parlay today since he's been uh, drinking iron for 12 hours? <laughs> Forrest Lehman, I wholeheartedly support the movement for the literal walkover. Let's ram this through. Parlay, that idea is genius. You didn't even react to it. The old AI over uh, Ty Lu, plus with a real-life tennis incentive of preventing people from quitting. Getting nothing from Parlay on this. Cross-sport Parlay, listening live, and the Warriors get their number one overall pick, to add to what you say. Uh, James Wiseman back next year. People think Robert Williams protects the rim? Yikes. That vertical spacing to add to the uh, Curry-Green pick and roll will oh pick and roll curry green pick and roll will be unstoppable thank you crossboard parlay uh let's see do to do rob low not that rob low hey gil was i listening to numbers game this morning and missed the tennis picks would love to hear them thanks for all you do appreciate it uh if you again if you tweet me the night before because of the time zone shenanigans between here and uh paris and roland garros the picks that i give out on twitter again everybody who asks I, i answer a whole bunch every night of them um, I just copy and paste and roll with them. You got to add. So again, the only one that's still to come, Diane Perry, later this hour, at least scheduled for later this hour, against Sloane Stevens. She is a bigger dog now than it than she was when I gave it out last night. She's plus one seventy now. It was plus one fifty four when I gave her out uh, last night. Um, let's see here. The Better Life. Tim Lawson. Curious if Paul Carr thinks. Um, let's see. Oh, okay, we're going to get into soccer plays. We'll read that when Paul Carr's here as well. Anyway, we appreciate all the tweets. I could keep going on, on and on about all this. Um, and I will after we talk to Jake Hahn, ladies and gentlemen, from the Mayo Media Network. Jake is with us. He was on primetime with us last night. How you doing again, Jake? Yeah, great to be with you. No better way to start my morning than uh, talking to you, Gil. So glad to be on with you this Oh, morning. you're very kind. First of all, tell people, because you're you're new on this show, and you can follow Jake on Twitter at jhan4. Tell everybody where they can find your hockey stuff. Yeah, you can find me at jhan 4 on, on Twitter. I have a, a daily show Monday to Friday on Sirius XM. It's uh, 1 to 3. It's called The Point. Uh, myself, my co-host, Boomer Gordon, we just break down the games. Basically, we give some picks usually at the end. But uh, today will, should be an interesting show coming off the Battle of Alberta last night and the fact the Oilers were able to wrap it up and the controversy, obviously, that ended the game with the Flames scoring and them deeming it a, a distinct kicking motion. I'm sure we'll be going back and forth on that on the show today. We do some fantasy stuff, fantasy coverage, and, and some betting picks as well. So it's a fun show. We try to cover everything uh, as best as we can. Well, the Battle of Alberta has been resoundingly won by the Edmonton Oilers. After uh, dropping the first game 9-6 to six to the Flames, they sweep the next four, including last night's game, which was unbelievable. It included 
a span of one minute and 11 seconds where four goals were scored, something you are just unlikely to ever see, maybe again. And the Oilers win it in overtime on a Connor McDavid goal, his first ever postseason overtime goal. And the Oilers close out the Flames 5-4. to four. First question, did you think that the Flames goal being taken off the board was the correct call? Uh, I don't. I, I think it should have been a goal. And again, this is a subjective call, and it really comes down to what you deem is a distinct kicking motion. So they deemed it was a distinct kicking motion. Myself watching it at home, and a lot of people seem pretty split on this. I, I didn't think that it was. I thought he was being pushed into the net, and it sort of hits his skate. And it, it's a tough break, too, because it was going in the net anyways. Now, that doesn't really factor into the call, but if his skate doesn't touch that puck, the puck was going to roll in anyways, and it would have been 5-4 Calgary. So it's it's a tough way to end what was just a really exciting series, Gil. Like you mentioned, how back and forth this game was. It was breakneck in the second period. Goal, goal, goal. It was, it was just wild to watch. It really was pond hockey in the NHL with a lot of talent on both sides. So it's unfortunate it has to end with a little bit of controversy but I thought I thought that some of the Flames players last night really said it best like they didn't lose this series last night you can point to that goal you can point to the controversy sure and they probably should have won this hockey game but they lost this series in games two three and four and put themselves into this situation to begin with so uh, I wouldn't use it as an excuse for the Flames losing the series but in my opinion that goal should have counted and they still had five minutes left on the clock so it's not like they would have won the game for sure but I they should have at least had that one goal lead with five minutes to go. So the Oilers now await the winner of the Avalanche and the Blues game six tonight improbably, right? We didn't think this, uh, and I don't know anybody who thought this was going to happen. Well, Todd Wright has been on the Blues, I know. We haven't talked to you about it uh, on this show. But, but Avalanche, they had it in their grasp in game number five. They were up three to nothing. Blues came all the way back, tied it in the last minute of regulation, won it in overtime, so forces the game six tonight. The Blues are plus 150 dogs in this game, though. Avalanche minus 170 road favorites as the Blues try to stave off elimination once again and force a deciding game seven. Do you have a play here? Yeah, I actually like the Blues a lot going into this series, and I have a Stanley Cup future on them going back for quite some time. So thought that was dead, and I, I had a series bet on them to cover the plus two and a half games number. So just to win a couple games in the series, thought that was done as well, watching the last game, and they find a way to claw back, and, and they find a way to get it done. So resilient team for St. Louis, and Colorado has to face some demons here, as great of a team as this is. And on paper, and when you watch the games, they are probably the best team in the National Hockey League, but they have some second round demons and this happened to them last year they got up against the vegas gold knights they sort of had a bit of a stranglehold on that series they were up two nothing and they were up late in game three vegas comes back and colorado never wins a game again so i think they're facing kind of like a here we go again type mentality here with what happened in the last game and the fact that they had it and they were ready to celebrate on home ice and punch their ticket to the conference final i do believe this is a different abs team this year i think they've some holes that they had last season specifically on the back end but st louis is a very legit team and going off around plus 150 tonight on home ice it's going to be rocking there on a friday night at home so in terms of the money line value i think it lies with st louis i feel like we're going to see a close game and i don't think the odds really indicate that would you first i know i know you have your your series play on the blues to begin with would you tell someone for someone who's landing here right now and says and i'm going to get the exact number for you uh, hey, look, the Blues, to win this series, to win game six and seven, to ostensibly compete the, complete the back from three to one to win this out of nowhere, you could still get the Blues at plus 550-ish. Yeah. Would you recommend that? 
It's it's a good number, I think, because if you look at if you compare it to what Calgary was going off at in the series price last night, like you're getting plus 550 for the Blues to win two games. Whereas last night going into that Flames Oilers game, you were getting like plus 450 and the Flames needed to win three games. Now, the Flames did have the extra home game and all of that. But still, I, I think that's a pretty fair price. If you feel like the Blues can win tonight and I do maybe you split the bet. Like you put a bigger bet on the plus 150. So you get a nice little payout there. And then you sprinkle just a little bit on the plus 550 for the series price. You wouldn't get a great hedge opportunity in game seven if it did get there, because my guess is the abs would probably be probably be around minus 220, minus 230 in that game. So you're probably just going to let it ride at that point. But I, I would recommend a little sprinkle on it. If you're taking the blues already tonight, I, I think it's worth it to throw at least a few bucks down on the series price. We're going to run into a commercial wall in a minute. I, I hope you were able to stay after because I want to talk Con Smythe and I want to talk about the Hurricanes and the Rangers with you. I won't keep you for the whole segment, but just for a few minutes. But I want to get your thoughts on if it is the Avalanche in the Oilers, what do you hypothetically make that series price? And if it's the Blues in the Oilers, what do you make that? I mean, these that, those would be two yeah. remarkably different numbers, right? Yeah, they would. They would be. I think the Abs would be heavy favorites against the Edmonton Oilers in that series, and rightfully so. I, I mean, they're going to have home ice advantage. They're the better team, in my opinion. I still need to see a little bit more up and down the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers, despite the fact that they're full marks to get here. Uh, St. Louis and Edmonton, I think, would be a little bit closer to a pick. I, I still think the Blues would deserve to be favorites in that series, but I think it would be pretty, pr- uh, pretty close to a pick at that point. And who did you? Who did, I mean? I know you have the bet on the Blues. Who do you think is the rightful favorite to win it all at this point? Still the Avs or the Lightning? Oh, did we lose Jake? We lost Jake. Oh, okay, Jake. Well, we're going to commercial anyway. Jake, we'll fix the uh, we'll fix the audio. We'll get the answer to that question. We'll talk Hurricanes, Rangers, and we'll get his Con Smythe thoughts. Those three things right after the break. Jake Hahn, everybody from the Mayo Media Network again. Jay Hahn four. Uh, we'll read some more tweets as well. Jason Weingarten will join us on baseball, as will Todd Wishnev, Vinny Maolio, and Paul Carr on the Champions League. Tomorrow, the whole world is watching. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. Previously, the Spring Special, now the Summer Special, for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July, the next few months. Fill with the best betting content in the business right here at Visa.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets, Jonathan Von Tobel with Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full Visa experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Jake Hahn rejoins us to talk some hockey with us as well. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll begin where I uh, will continue, rather, where I left off, which is the rightful favorite to win it all is the Avs right now or the Lightning, in your opinion? Jake. I think it's still the abs. The, the problem here is Tampa Bay is through. They punched their ticket right to the conference final. So I think the odds market is just assuming that the abs are going to beat the blues. Mm-hmm. So I suppose you make the case that since Tampa's home and cool, that they know they're going to at least be in the conference final, that you should probably make them at least a slight favor, but that changes the instant that Colorado goes in. So I think there is still that assumption that Colorado is going to get through St. Louis, whether it's tonight in game six or whether it's back at ball arena in game seven. So I, I still feel like the quality lies with with Colorado but I mean 
you you can make a very strong portfolio, a very strong case for Tampa Bay. They've won the last two cups, and they've really done nothing this year to to prove that they shouldn't be the favorites. Yeah, plus one thirty five ish on the Avs to win it all right now, plus two sixty for the uh, two time defending Stanley Cup champs who are looking for the three peat. Copyright Pat Riley, Jeff. Make sure he knows that we used it. Um, okay, Hurricanes and the Rangers. It's the old home road Hurricanes split. Three to two in the series in favor of the Hurricanes. Uh, but we have a game six tomorrow back in New York. And the Rangers, you made a great comparison last night on primetime about how you feel about the Rangers and just what they remind you of in terms of just being able to come back from the day. Actually, it was Wes Reynolds who did, I believe. Who, who was the one who made the Rangers comparison? Was that who said it was just like uh, the old basketball team that just kept coming back from the dead? Maybe it wasn't you, Jake. But how do you feel about this? Rangers and Hurricanes in a yeah. virtual coin flip in Game 6. Yeah, well, these games are so low scoring and they're so tight. And it really does depend on who's going to score that first goal. I know we talk about it all the time when we talk hockey and we talk about the importance of that first goal. I think when you're looking at a series like we saw with Edmonton, Calgary and and even St. Louis, Colorado, to that extent, there's so much variance. There's so much scoring that, yeah, first goal is important, but there's room. There's wiggle room to come back in a low scoring series, a low scoring game like this. That first goal is so crucial. So I think that's what we're seeing in this series right now. And it really is a true coin flip uh, msg is just going to be rocking saturday night that barn is just crazy it's so loud in there so i do favor the rangers in that game as, as the odds market does as well but i think this, the safe play in this entire series through five games has just been riding the under i've played it in every game so far and it continues to hit so i see no reason to get off of that at this point although the games in new york have been a little bit more open we've seen them uh, be higher event games with more shots on goal as compared to what we've seen in carolina so i suppose you there's a possibility it could open up. You could get some power plays and maybe see the over cash, but I'm, I'm just going to continue to ride the under in this series. Yeah, I said it yesterday. Thank goodness for the Stanley Cup playoffs because the NBA playoffs has been dreck. And usually well, I say, hey, look, that's great and everything, but I, you know, I still think the NBA playoffs are a better betting vehicle than hockey. I can't say that about the NBA this year. Um, so Stanley Cup playoffs have just been fabulous. All right, and then finally, Con Smythe. I'm curious as, as to your thoughts on this, Jake. Uh, which which Nathan McKinnon is now the short shot for, where he remains the short shot from the Colorado Avalanche. What a game he had uh, last go of it, plus 330. Uh, Connor McDavid, who has just been a absolute tour de force, 5-1 to one for the Oilers. And then the Lightning netminder, Andre Vasilevsky, at plus 550. He's in there as well. And, and he, he may have achieved during this postseason a Mount Rushmore status of all-time goaltenders. That's how good he's been. He's starting to enter that conversation already, and it, it's crazy because he's still relatively young. Like he, he can really put up a, a a crazy profile of his entire career when it's all said and done. And he's going for back-to-back Smythe trophies. He won it last year. He's the favorite in terms of Tampa Bay right now. Not the not the overall favorite, but in terms of the Tampa Bay Lightning, he's the favorite. I think it's close between him and Kucherov. A, a lot of this really does come down to recency bias. What happens in the Stanley Cup final? So these odds are based off of what we're seeing right now. You. Can project out a little bit and then you know look at kucherov at plus 900 it's not a bad price if you think that tampa bay is going to win the stanley cup and then that will make it headman vasilevsky kucherov the last three years everyone gets a piece of the con Smythe trophy so i don't mind that i think it's really interesting though uh that connor mcdavid his con Smythe odds are basically the exact same as the edmonton oilers to win the stanley cup so they're they're telling you if the oilers are winning the cup 
it's going to Connor McDavid. And I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I see no scenario outside of him getting hurt that he wouldn't win the award if they win. And I actually think that there's a scenario, Gil, where he could win the Conn Smythe Trophy on the losing team. We haven't seen this oh, since wow. 1976 uh, with Reggie Leash. Now, I think the only way this would happen is if Carolina goes to the Cup Final, which is you know very feasible. They beat Tampa Bay. The Canes don't really have a standout player right now. Auntie Ranta has been up and down. Their top end players have not been very productive at all. So when you look at what Carolina is doing, if they make the cup final and they face the Edmonton Oilers and you know we see a lower scoring series where they don't really have a standout player, I could see it going to Connor McDavid in a losing effort. So keep keep an eye on that for, for the cup final. But obviously there's still a long way to go till we get there. All right. If you have any uh, shot on goal props, we'll tune into your shows to find out about them later today. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Check us out 1 to 3 Eastern, uh, Sirius XM Channel 91. And once Breaking ag- it down. And once again, just to clarify for the for the sports better who is not necessarily a hockey better, if it hits the post, it's not a shot on goal. But yet sometimes when the goalie stops the shot outside of an actual one that could possibly go in, they consider it a shot on goal. Yeah, you you need to get a favorable score sometimes. The 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 post is a is like a no contest. It's not a shot, no matter what arena you're playing in. Uh, in terms of the puck missing the net and the goaltender going to save it, if it was going wide, you can get lucky sometimes. The score will give it to you. Sometimes they won't. So you're you're playing a dangerous game sometimes <laughs> with these shot drops. But uh, like I said to you guys last night, when you're betting them every night, you're going to have some ups and your and some downs. And you like to think if you if you play those high volume shooters all the time, you're going to cash more than you're not. You're looking for opportunities. That's what you're looking for. Jake, appreciate it, man. Thanks for for doing double duty last night this morning as well. Uh, Of course, Gil. Great chatting with you. Good good luck and have a nice weekend. You too. Jake Hahn, everybody, at jhahn4, the number four on the Twitter machine. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always always appreciate the uh, feedback. I will continue where I left off here on these. Uh, From Don't You Hate Pants. How about that for a Twitter handle? Don't You Hate Pants? Well, I don't hate pants. How about that? Uh, Let's see. Oh, counterfactual uh, to what I was saying earlier is maybe the Jazz, he said, would have would have a title had they engaged in low management, load management, he means, uh, with their roster. Load management came about due to analytics demonstrating it worked. Sure, if this was the 90s, Time Lord would never rest uh, to the Celtics' detriment. Yeah, but you're, you're focusing on the Jazz part of that. Again, Jordan played 82 games, nine seasons. So, I mean, it's not really... <laughs> It's not really uh, a jazz argument. The mailman. Hey, speaking of uh, jazz, from the mailman, he said perhaps the back-to-back shortened off-seasons are contributing. You buy into that, Jeff? The back-to-back shortened off-seasons might have more to do with this than anything. Well, definitely. Last year, 100%. This year, not as much, but definitely possible. Yeah. I'll give some credence to that. Could be, yeah. This is from uh, Carl Neufeld. I was talking about, uh, he said, the answer to the injury plague in tennis, the injury in quotes, plague in tennis, he says, is to institute a player safety provision of one week of medical observation to ensure that the player doesn't come back too quickly. I don't hate that idea either. Of course, a lot of these players are not scheduled to play the following week either. So you'd have to sort of be creative with where that week suspension would come. This on the heels of... uh, the idea I was talking about on primetime action that we have, which is, uh, again, Kelly says it's his idea. I think it's my idea, but I don't know. It's a primetime action idea where it's called a walkover. Literally, you must walk over your opponent afterwards. He or she must lay down on the ground, whether it's clay, grass, or hardcore, and the opponent must physically walk over to complete the walkover. 
That's the shame it deserves. And that'll de-incentivize the quitting. Rob Lowe again, he says, oh, also the walkover's a brilliant idea, he said. He had a previous tweet. We appreciate that. I think it is. A, it's, a, it's a very well-received idea, Jeffrey. Jeff Parlay, how are you doing? You go okay with the bloodletting? Uh, I think we're doing okay right now. All right. Okay. I think we're doing okay. Let me know if you need an infusion at some point. Or I'll, ask Ke- I'll ask Kevin a corner there. All right. Blood transfusion. It's apparently a part of his job responsibilities, too. Mark NLBC, regarding your walkover protocol, which I love, besides literally walking over them, could it be a requirement for the winner to very gently press their clay-covered sneaker on the back of their opponent so that the imprint is there for all to see? Well, they don't, they don't call it a, a stomp over. They call it a walkover. Well, so let's not get crazy. But I appreciate your, uh, your add-on to that. Uh, we'll come back. By the way, we are uh, up a set in the tennis match, but we're down a break in uh, set number two, Isner and Zapata Mirayes. For those uh, who follow on Twitter who played this, um, this is one of these matches when you fade John Isner. Very tough to break him, but John Isner, very difficult for him to break you. So this could be, strap it on in, we could be in for a five-setter here, but we got the plus 158 dog, 154 dog, pardon me, which closed in the plus 120s. We'll see how it goes. Diane Perry, the only other pre-flop pick that has not started. Diane Perry, you can get her at a better price than I did. Coming back with Paul Carr on the Champions League next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. And, said, and so, so then, Jeff, my brother says to the flight attendant, or excuse me, the flight attendant says to my brother, Are you making a threat, sir? And my brother says, No, just do your job. Oh, sorry, we're on air. 
Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer. Regardless of your bet's outcome, simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions, subject, qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. True story, by the way. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. We get tweets at Beatty the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. For the, for the last week, they've been overrun with uh, with tennis picks tweets, so happy to uh, have some uh, other stuff here today. Love, love the tennis picks player, but uh, love some other ones as well. Cross-sport parlay. Pertaining to the walkover rules, more of a serious take. How about just forfeiting all tournament winnings to that point if a point is not completed? If a player plays a point and quits, that's humiliating enough. Make them show up. Oh, I want total humiliation. I want the literal walkover. Crossboard parlay, but I appreciate that. Uh, Mike Ross, these legal book rules regarding walkovers are brutal. I probably lost 3K on Bet Rivers in the last month via tennis players' withdrawals. Mike, welcome to my world, my man. Uh, with tennis betting, again... With uh, withdrawals, walkovers are, are are handled different ways. Some books, like a BetMGM, if the first set is complete, then that is a graded wager no matter what happens after. So if one set is complete, the person who, d- who does the withdrawing, that's a loser. And the person who is the beneficiary of the withdrawal is a winner at a shop like BetMGM if the first set is complete. By the way, regardless of who wins the first set, it should be pointed out. Whoever advances is given the grading as a winner. So that's an interesting little quirk. Uh, another shop like uh, like a Will Hill, it's all voided, right? Some of the big offshores, all voided. Even if it gets to five love in the third and the person with love quits in a best of three, no grade. It's brutal at times uh, if you're on the, uh, the wrong, quote-unquote, wrong side of that. Uh, Jonathan uh, Silvera. Is it a prerequisite? Is it prerequisite to have a Canadian accent to give an opinion on the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, I believe on this show it is. I believe that's a uh, believe that's a rule. And babyface assassin. Any thoughts on Alcaraz Corda? Carlos lost to Corda in Monte Carlo in April. Well, you know how we feel about Carlos, but he's got his work uh, cut out for him again here in the third round against uh, Sebastian Corda. I think he's appropriately priced, um, but. The idea for us with our future on Alcaraz is to minimize the number of sets. So you don't want to play another five-setter, even if you get through. That's for sure today. Ladies and gentlemen, the biggest sporting event in the world this weekend is not at the French Open. It has nothing to do with Stanley Cup playoffs or the NBA playoffs. And it certainly has to do with nothing else here in North America. It is the Champions League final, and Paul Carr is here with us from True Media Networks and the Expected Value Podcast to break it down. How you doing, Paul? I'm great. Very excited. It, normally, it's the biggest game of the year in soccer, but we've got a World Cup in November. We do, unfortunately. Uh, not that we have a World Cup, but that it's in November. So yeah, the biggest uh, club game of the year. We'll how say. how much would we love to have the World Cup like next month? Good. I guess I get angry every time I start thinking about it's it. It's the worst. A, I mean, it's the perfect time. It's you know starts mid June as the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup's about done. Uh, you know, there's obviously baseball going on, but nothing else. You know, major. You get daytime stuff during the summer. It, it's so perfect. It and, is. But and FIFA needed money. So FIFA needed money. And that's always the answer with FIFA. And and then we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in the the heart of the NFL Everything. season, right? 
So we're not in yep. college football. So I hate to say it, but we're barely going to care. We really are. It's gonna, it's, I'm very interested to see how, just how it goes. You know, I mean, yeah, football, college football, college basketball is going. The NBA is going. I mean, hockey is going. Just about everything's going. And I mean, I think some of the midweek stuff will get some play. Like the U.S. England is on Friday after Thanksgiving, which is perfect. Uh, but even then, you know, there's still college football going on that's going to distract people. And so I'm really interested just kind of from a business standpoint how it goes. As a fan and someone who's going to be working on it, I hate it. Real quick on the World Cup before we get to the Champions League. Uh, the Better Life, Tim Lawson. Curious if Paul Carr thinks uh, Sun has any value at 100-1 to 1 for Golden Boot in the World Cup. Even if Korea doesn't get out of the group, could he score enough to be in the running? Uh, it's funny. I actually looked this up earlier in the week because I had the same thought, having one is Premier League one. Um, I mean, look, it's 100-1. to 1. You could justify almost anything at 100 to 1. They are the third best team in the group at best. They're behind Portugal, Uruguay, and they're pretty much level with Ghana. Um, he takes penalties, most of them, which is good. It, I'm generally not going to bet anyone who's not getting out of the group just because it's just simply math, volume of games. But didn't look, it's 100 to 1. There's a chance he gets you know a penalty or two and a couple others, but yeah, anyone team that's unlikely to get out of the group, I'm generally avoiding. All right, Champions League. We obviously have the Super Bowl as our biggest sporting event in this country. Give us a sense of the viewership of the Champions League compared to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so these numbers are all a little fuzzy because it's global viewing and they don't have you know Nielsen boxes everywhere. But you know, generally, the number you'll see for the Super Bowl worldwide. 150 million, maybe 200 million, something in that range, you know, 100 plus of which is in the U.S. Uh, the Champions League final. Now, UEFA will say it's 700 million, which I think is probably generous, but generally 400 million. Wow. So you're looking at, you know, double the Super Bowl audience globally, you know, triple if you want to uh, favor the soccer match a little bit more. Yeah, 400 million is kind of the generally accepted number. UEFA will try and pump that up a little bit. Okay, so give me the overall sense, the, the, what the numbers say, what the intangibles say here. This is such a numbers versus intangibles game. And we've talked about Real Madrid and Champions League. I've been burned by them several times this year just because the numbers don't, they back up that Real Madrid is good, but Liverpool was better. Man City was better. Chelsea was better. PSG was better. uh, And Real Madrid overcame those three teams. So it's, it's really tough. Like as a numbers guy, you know, I want to just ride Liverpool. Like this is the better team. Of course, you know, that's why they're favored. That's why all the projections have them, you know, roughly at, two to one favorite or so uh, to lift the trophy. Real Madrid's got something though. You know, you hear all the players talk about it. And, you know, sometimes I roll my eyes when you get into the, we've got the belief, we've got the determination. It's about the Jersey. But Real Madrid just keeps doing it. You know, it, not just this year. You know, it's been that way historically for Real Madrid. They've won seven straight finals. They've been in, uh, in champions league and European cup back to 81 when they lost to Liverpool. But uh, who starts, so yeah, who starts fast here? Who like, what, who do you, how do you see it? Going? Yeah, that's, I mean, Liverpool, if you, so let's say the FA Cup final a couple weeks ago against Chelsea, Liverpool came out blazing in the first 20, 30 minutes. They pressed Chelsea, had some opportunities they couldn't convert. Uh, and I think they'll do that again. That's just how Liverpool uh, is done. So Real Madrid's really going to have to weather a storm in the first, you know, 15, 30 minutes of this game. And so that's where the defense has got to, got to hold up for Real Madrid. And, but once they do, and as this game, you know, gets longer, it's the, momentum or not the momentum, but just Real Madrid's going to be in a better spot. They'll be very comfortable. Even if they're down a goal, you know, in the second half, we saw them come back uh, in all the previous rounds. So the longer it goes, the more in favor of Real Madrid it will be. They've got some difference makers off the bench that they can plug in. So yeah, the, the first, you know, if Liverpool can come out and put two goals on the board in the first half hour, 
great, obviously. Um, but if they can't, that's where I think Real Madrid will start building in confidence and start looking better as the game gets deeper. Okay, you have three plays. Before we get to that, you did not make a goal scorer play? None? I haven't yet. Uh, there's a chance I might. I will say, if you can get Kareem Benzema around plus 150, which I have seen in some places that I can't bet, I would play that at plus 150. Okay. Um, generally, the books I have access to is around plus 110 or so, which is very, very close. Um, and remember, this is a regulation bet, but he has scored in half his knockout games uh, in regulation and a couple more in extra time. All right. So, so we got 90 seconds here. Your three plays okay. are... All right. Yeah. So we'll start with, I like both teams to score. Uh, assume you can get it around minus 145, even minus 160. I've seen a wild range of prices on that. So I like that just because both these teams have proven they can score when they're desperate. Liverpool did it last week. Real Madrid's done it seemingly in every Champions League game. Uh, I like the second half is the highest scoring half at even money because they played 12 knockout games between them and 10 of them have had more goals in the second half. It's just, it's, we tend to say finals are cagey, and I think it could start that way early, and then the second half could get weird. And then my 90-minute <laughs> bet is Real Madrid plus half a goal, minus 125. Uh, again, Liverpool is better, but if Liverpool's up a goal in the you know 70th minute, like Real Madrid just finds a way. They embrace this chaos. Uh, the English team seem to have a little bit trouble dealing with Real Madrid's chaos, maybe because Real Madrid doesn't really know what's going on and the English teams don't either. Uh, so I played Real Madrid plus half a goal. Again, that's a 90-minute bet. So if you just get to extra time even, uh, you win that bet. I don't mind Real Madrid to win the game outright or even a draw if you can get you know plus 250 or better on those. Uh, or even if you want to just lift the trophy bet, plus 150 or better is what I'd look for for Real Madrid. All right, both teams score minus 145. Second half is highest scoring half, even money, and Real Madrid plus a half a goal, minus 125. Always shop around. And so the whole Liverpool winning four things didn't happen, obviously, right? Nope. No, uh, they could go for three, which would be, I don't yeah. know that any, no English team has ever won three cup titles in the same year. So, so they got stump, something to shoot for. Something to shoot for, for sure. Should be fun. Uh, what time on? Uh, what time tomorrow is this? Two o'clock central time. All right, so, so 3 p.m. Eastern, Pacific. 12 noon Pacific. All right. Yep. Paul and Joy, always great talking to you. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Paul Carr, everybody, at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R, on Twitter. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke in Southern Cali on Baseball next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 